Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Seems like we've been hearing about the Johnson & Johnson lawsuit forever. And, of course, it all has to do with baby powder, talc powder, that has caused cancer in numerous amounts of women. Well, now J&J, Johnson & Johnson, has proposed paying $8.9 billion to settle this talcum powder lawsuit. And it's not one, it's many Thought we'd find out the latest. Leo Dell is a Beasley Allen law firm and with that law firm and the lead attorney. And can you just tell us about the Texas two-step? Because I don't think anybody believes for one second that Johnson & Johnson can file bankruptcy. Well, Lisa, first, thanks for having me. And I'd love to tell you about that. Basically, what Johnson & Johnson did was, was uh, create a company and push off their responsibility for injuring women and men with ovarian cancer mesothelioma into this uh, new company through what's called a divisive merger. And they call that company LTL Management, which is Legacy Talc Liabilities Management, and they declared bankruptcy. And they did that while separating, you know, their liabilities from all of their good assets, things we know about in our normal lives, like Band-Aids and uh, Listerine and Tylenol and all the other products that Johnson & Johnson makes, they allowed those assets to stay in um, uh, the parent company, J&J, and a subsidiary called Johnson & Johnson Consumer. And so they can go about their business and continue to make money while victims of of their conduct and women and men who've been hurt uh, sort of were were left to languish in bankruptcy, that was what the Texas Two Step was all about. My gosh! And uh, and and really, that happened initially in October of of 2021 when they filed that bankruptcy, and we fought that for 18 months uh, and. Uh, we asked the court to dismiss the bankruptcy, and the bankruptcy judge said no, and we appealed that decision to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. And in January, the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, um, using common sense that you would use and I would use, said Johnson & Johnson is not bankrupt. Johnson & Johnson is not in financial distress. And as a result, they should not get the benefit of bankruptcy. And the the Third Circuit ordered the bankruptcy judge to dismiss the case, and it was it was uh, yesterday that the bankruptcy judge dismissed the first case in accordance with the Third Circuit's order. And within two hours, J and J refiled bankruptcy. Wow! It is it is an abuse of bankruptcy of the highest order, and and the intent is to. Uh, cause delay, to frustrate victims, and to try to impose uh, and push down the value of the settlements. And uh, on behalf of, of the victims, I can't tell you how many I've heard from where it's just 
um, it, it is a frustrating and anguishing process. Because there are so many women with ovarian cancer, so many who died and so many men with mesothelioma. And and so everybody thinks, well, $8.9 billion is a whole lot of money. But from what I've read, that won't even pay for most victims' medical bills. That's exactly it. It's less than half of their medical cost. And, you know, just in the last um in the last year, from uh, the the individuals that I represent, um, there have been uh, more than a thousand deaths, and and across the litigation, there have been untold thousands of of women and uh, men who have died, and and to offer a settlement that has to be spread over these thousands and thousands of victims, more than seventy thousand uh, women with ovarian cancer. And, and thousands more individuals with mesothelioma, $8.9 billion sounds like a lot. But when you, when you try to spread it across all of those individuals, treating them fairly, and then we haven't even talked about that, but there are 42 state attorney generals who've asserted claims in relation to Johnson & Johnson's misstatements and their misrepresentations related to Johnson's baby powder. And, and as a Lee, result of that, they're a part of this, too. Yeah, and, and, and they didn't even want to take ahead. it off the shelves, right? I mean, they, they, their, their shareholders kept saying, no, there's not a problem. They, they wanted to continue to sell it, even though it has been proven to cause cancer. Since the 1980s, there has been credible evidence to show that Johnson's baby powder causes ovarian cancer. But despite... All of that evidence and how it's built over the years, you know, that the executives and leaders of Johnson & Johnson refused to take it off the market because it was their iconic brand. It made them the family company, and it had everything to do with their public image. And so even though they knew the individuals were getting sick, uh, they failed to do the right thing. And it was only after um, in a court, um, the multi-district litigation, that the judge ruled that the evidence showing that uh, baby powder causes ovarian cancer was reliable and juries should have to hear it. It was only then that um, they took, uh, they actually didn't take it off the shelf. They just said they would stop selling it. So they just let the shelves um, empty themselves, if you will, as people bought it. They didn't even have the, the heart to go and just take it off so nobody else would be injured. It's such a tragic American tale for a company that we all trusted. So what what kind of hope do you have for the thousands and thousands of people who have suffered cancer as a result of this? I have so much hope. I mean, we were successful in, in defeating Johnson & Johnson's tactic uh, previously. We are going to fight hard to do that again. And um, all for this purpose, one that Johnson & Johnson should be held accountable for their conduct, and these individuals should be fairly compensated. And so we trust that the court system will work again, and this bankruptcy will be uh, dismissed, and that these individuals will get their day in court. Um, so you. they'll be able to, to have their case heard. Thank you for what you do, and thank you for joining us, and I hope this will be the first of many conversations. That's Leo Dell with the Beasley Allen Law Firm. She is the lead attorney in this Johnson & Johnson case.